Hello, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. My name is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Sizer. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. I am Parm Sandhu, Vice President of uh, New Ventures Innovation uh, 5G Products and Service Development. Hi, good morning all. Warren Small. Um, I'm in Group Security and I'm responsible for sales, security and innovation. Uh, great pleasure to meet you, Kelsey Full, and great to be talking with you, Parm. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast, everyone. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting because we're talking about uh, you know five uh, uh, G networks, private five G networks, and private networks in general have become a huge topic in uh, uh, in the telecommunications world in the past you know eighteen months, especially um, our colleagues over at Omdia. Before we get into questions, they they were. Um, at the beginning of this year, they sent around a, uh, a trends to watch piece. And in it, they had talked about a survey that they had done with, uh, uh, in, you know, gauging enterprise demand for specific service provider products. Um, uh, I'll just read it straight off the, off the page here. It says enterprise demand for 5G continues to increase. 91% of enterprises that are looking to implement a private network in the next two years are considering 5G as the main technology for their deployments. It's interesting to me because when that when it jumped out, because um, obviously uh, it, it speaks to uh, a technological shift, um, a, a trend in the market, but but it's also just really rare to see almost universal agreement on anything in the enterprise world. Um, so I guess uh, my first question, kind of leading into this, is you know what kind of interest are you all seeing from enterprise customers when it comes to uh, private five G networks, and and then maybe we can talk a little bit about what's driving that interest. Yeah, no, I mean that's Phil. That thank you. I, I think from you know NTT, we recently uh, last year launched our a private five G network solution, which is really intended as a uh, on premise. Uh, private 5G local area network. And, um, you know, based on the feedback that we've seen from from customer engagements, um, and also part of, you know, recently we did a, a, a survey uh, of over 250 plus uh, CXOs um, in partnership with the Economist Impact uh, EIU uh, unit. And, you know, what we found in, in that is, you know, our, our, our learning is very consistent. And um, most of the firms we've spoken to, and a lot of the rationale we'll get into today and then talk about it, was that private 5G networks provide firms with, you know, greater control. Uh, you know, they offer benefits for speed, uh, productivity, and security. And, um, and, and that's really what we're seeing as well, like in terms of, you know, enterprises and CXOs, looking to upgrade their networks to address things like security, productivity. And, but, you know, while the adoption of, uh, uh, pace of adoption varies across countries and industries, you know, 5G technology has become a, a strategic priority for the, the leadership teams. Yeah, and look, I'm just looking at um, some of the results of that survey, and it said that 69% of executives say that security of their current infrastructure isn't strong enough. Um, Warren, what are your thoughts on how do um, private 5G networks um, address some of those security concerns? Kelsey, great question, and I think two things I'll say, right? One is there's an increase in the tech surface, right? So it's 
practice. It's no longer just peer network. It's where these devices are connected from and what these devices are to and then how it connects back to this this corporate network, right? So the, the value, number two, is the extension uh, of this 5G network for them, which is new. And, and leveraging the integrity within this 5G network, which brings itself uh, new inherent security features. Um, so I think that I think that's critical for a lot of these CISOs and a lot of these industry executives, because it lends itself to the narrative of all taking all companies are becoming technology companies, and all companies will be delivering services, whether it's an application to drive greater client intimacy or actually drive the usage of that device. You know, we talk about these autonomous vehicles, right? And the value in the connectedness of an autonomous vehicle, you know, whether it's pick your brand of of new automobile, you know, the integrity of a manufacturer's network is no longer just the campus. It's now extended to this mobile network. And 5G is being built with that attack surface in mind and the service and the capability that Palm and his team are building is also an opportunity for the CISO to build a new infrastructure that has the, the value and the integrity that they wanted in their campus network, which, you know, let's be honest, right, is sometimes inherited over time because it's just grown uh, with new devices and new services being implemented. And then, you know, acquisitions and integrations of different companies, which lends itself to complexity. So 5G brings a number of incredible security values um, and what the team have built um, within NTT security and into an entity is just incredible. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, 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 thought there because the, you know, I, I, I can, I'm trying to think of, is there a single service provider or large enterprise like in the, in the fortune 500 that isn't um, a product of multiple acquisitions in the last, you know, 15 years. It's like all of these companies have some kind of uh, IT heritage that they're, uh, you know, dragging along <laughs> from some other, you know, some other acquisition or some other company, or in some cases, they simply, um, you, you know, uh, maybe the IT in uh, uh, the, 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 maybe the IT is, is, is pretty harmonious, but uh, they have to deal with a different set of geographical and physical circumstances at different sites, you know, all over the place. So in both cases, like you say, it, uh, it, it lends itself to having a, a thinking through security at the very beginning um, and, and kind of what you're working with. Um, what, uh, 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 Parm, were you going to add to that? I, I didn't want um, to cut you off. No, no, I think, I think that's, that, you know, to your point, like the survey that, you know, we conducted, we, we find that, you know, 94% of the firms that we surveyed are planning to implement or already implementing connectivity and communications upgrades, right? So this is, um, and I think from our, well, we're, well, the rationale behind that is, like you said, it's either consolidating uh, upgrading the existing connectivity, which isn't meeting the current uh, the challenge that they have, um, you know, either because it doesn't support security we talked about um, and or 
or at least in terms of coverage, it doesn't provide the capacity uh, needs. So whether it's their, you know, OT LAN infrastructure, IT LAN infrastructure in the factory floor, or it's the, the wireless connectivity that they have, um, if they really are truly looking at addressing some of the challenges that they're facing. Now, these are not necessarily driven by just, um, you know, productivity improvement, they're just saying, we just don't have the people. So if you think about what the pandemic has done, it's totally forced organizations to rethink uh, their their improvements around, um, you know, productivity. They're saying, look, I just cannot find a person to do the work that I need to do. I have to automate. Uh, they have to, the CISOs are looking at how do they automate their workflows? Uh, how do they take data off the factory floor um, and and we're talking about the tremendous amount of data that they need to leverage uh, into the AI and machine learning algorithms how do they move that right so um, this is really what we're seeing and and one of the other factoids that we got from our, our, our research was that you know nearly a quarter of those companies that we inter interviewed, um, they're already looking, piloting private 5G networks. And a, a good, you know, uh, maybe a, a third of those have already deployed uh, at least a network that's operational, meaning it's really moving data for as part of their operations um, initiative. So again, you know, it's being driven by, like some, sometimes there's lack of resources second, is this uh, initiatives of around just how do we use AI ML to drive whether it's um, improving maintenance or proactive maintenance to prevent outages, its quality of the output, the product production. And then the other big part also is this onshoring event that you're seeing in the industry, right? Reshoring or onshoring again, that's also driving that investment. So again, you know, there's, a, as we said, you know, 100% aligned that we are seeing massive investment uh, by firms. Yeah. And Warren, do you have anything to, to add there? Yes, absolutely. Palm raised a number of incredible antidotes, right? Um, and I just, I would I'd touch on two examples. And I think the, the aspiration for plug and play is what we all desire today. Um, I was on a call yesterday talking to somebody and we spoke about how video is just a norm. You know, 24 months ago, you know, we all had an excuse for why we couldn't have our video turned on. And, you know, a project and a program that Palm and, and our team are working on is that these new devices have connectivity. These new devices need to connect to the network but sometimes the coverage of the network is not available and private 5G is going to be the answer. But to wait for the enterprise to then build security to accommodate this, this new device is, is no longer going to, you know, time is no longer going to be an, an option because they needed to just plug and play. You know, to a second example, uh, you know, I, was, I, was, I was commenting earlier, Phil, on the great podcast that you did, but I use myself as an example, right? You know, I, I do it.
I, I use my mobile device, 5G enabled device, and the integrity of the data to Palm's point, right, is instantaneous. We want to make sure that if we're making a payment or we're doing a transaction, whatever network we're on, we want it to be instantaneous. We want to see the charge. We want to make a payment for the charge. We don't want to wait 24 hours or 48 hours, right? Because we now now live in a now society. Let's make this transaction now and let's pay for this service now. Yeah, and the, the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest, you know, competitive uh, metrics in corporate America today is everything around time to market. And so that, you know, that goes from the manufacturing floor to, you know, sales and everything else. It's like the quicker they can get product in customer hands or an, or something, you know, uh, out there. So, yeah, you're right. Wait, waiting is is uh, past tense. Certainly can't do that. Um, let's talk about, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of about... Uh, seven or eight minutes left to go. I, I want to uh, pivot real quickly to how NTT is working with customers to build private 5G networks and what advantage you all are bringing to the market. Because clearly you've you've thought through the intention behind this. You've obviously put out some data that says that the market is there, uh, but it has you know specific challenges. What are you guys uh, doing on your side to to address that? Perfect. You know, great, great question. Maybe I'll I'll start it. Uh, you know, the the data that we're seeing and, and research that we've done, and as well as secondary research, that um, private five G deployment network. You know, it's not simple. It, it, it's not. I mean, as Warren said, we want to make it plug and play. We're all aspiring to that. Um, but you know, there's a fair bit of complexity in these networks. So we are taking the networks and we created these bundles, uh, we security bundles. So making sure that security end to end, the ZTNA concepts and principles built around that. And Warren will touch on that. Uh, but we've also brought in the network, uh, the, the devices, and, and most of our customers are asking us when we go in, like, you know, what devices should we use? It's not as simple when it comes to 5G. Uh, integrating, helping them integrate that application. The other thing we've also done is we've formed spectrum partnerships as well. Uh, and many of the customers, the reason, you know, the challenges that they've all identified is we need help. They need help to do that system integration. So all the way design of the coverage, uh, you know, the build of the network, and then they want someone to operate it for them. So we've packaged it all together as part of that. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really excited. We've been working, you know, uh, with many partners, um, both on security, but also today we made the announcement with ServiceNow, and we'll have to do that in another call. I think you might have seen that. And part of that is how do we help companies realize that return on investment? You know, we're not just in the interest of selling networks for the sake of selling networks, which addresses the very basics of connectivity, but creating these packaged, uh, you know, integrated solutions with company like ServiceNow allows us to drive that, you know, that automated workflow. Um, so when you take all that data and the AI and, and machine learning engines have identified a potential, either an efficiency opportunity or a potentially uh, on a manufacturing floor, you know, a potential failure point that requires a preventative maintenance, we can now bring that in an automated workflow, which ServiceNow has available, 
and integrated those into, you know, uh, with the wireless and private 5G network solution that we're bringing. So, you know, really what we're interested in is helping our customers realize those um, uh, those uh, business benefits and business objectives. So how do we make that? That's what NTT has done by addressing the big pain points for them and, and offering as a managed service. I'm going to turn it over to Warren to cover off some of the security pieces that, you know, we've also uh, integrating. Uh, so... Thank you, Palm. Uh, hard to follow on from Palm and, you know, to add any value, but, I'll, you know, our value is edge to cloud. And and we've taken that philosophy um, to heart. So we, we have three aspects to edge to cloud. One, you know, we want to be intimate in the client's business outcome. So, so from a consulting led, what is the service that the client is trying to enable? And what is the what is the client trying to deliver back to the business? To your point, Phil, in terms of, you know, now, right? And and no longer past tense. How do we how do we encourage that? How do we foster that? But built into it is the security integrity. Um, we we've invested over the years a significant amount of effort in understanding not only devices but the threats that are out there that are targeting those devices. So leveraging the threat intel in the platform that we've built over the last few years to help our clients prioritize the risks associated to, this, to those devices. And then thirdly, you know, to the, to the edge of the cloud is we can provide security of the actual device that's connected to the integrity of the application. And in near real time, we can tell you whether the edge device needs to be secured or the application in which it's communicating needs to be remedied because you know we all know about the zero day um, and the ability to respond and that's what we've taken to heart in order to enable an edge to cloud network for our clients yeah, that's great. It um, helps answer those questions because it's like, yeah, it's, as you point out, it's not just a network. It's like they have to think through what devices are connecting, what applications are they using. And then, you know, it, depending on the type of business that they're in, do they have the manpower capacity or even the the drive to run the network themselves? And so, yeah, it definitely helps to uh, uh, have all or part of that package so that they don't have to worry about it. We're certainly familiar with ServiceNow and their workflow uh, solutions. We use them on the IT side of our business and our parent company, Informa. Um, I get, uh, you know, when we get, have purchase requests and things like that, I get those all the time through the workflow. Um, Kelsey's uh, put through, gosh, what are these things here? She put through a gaming <laughs> chair the other day. You put through uh, a wine and cheese tray. I don't know what that's all about. Is it cooler? Some sort of, are you doing some entertaining? Is that what's going on? No, no, those are all for like efficiency and uh, okay. productivity. Better podcasting. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to look through those again, but yeah, uh, I yeah, must have I, put I, in the wrong code. On yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll no, unlike everybody else in corporate America, I cringe when I see the service now emails because I know it's something I know it's something we either can't <laughs> afford or I'm going to get yelled at about. Um, Warren, go ahead. Sorry. The, the wine always helps. Kill, <laughs> see, Warren's got my back. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to argue that. I'm just, that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's hard to approve it. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, okay. So uh, to, to, uh, let's see, to wrap up, where, where can we get more information about um, the uh, uh, the study that was done with the Economist unit and uh, and then the, the NTT offering on private uh, 5G networks in general? 
Yes. So I think, you know, I, we have it available on, on our website. Um, Information is available. Uh, so it's uh, hello.global.entity P5G. Okay. All the information is there. Uh, happy to send that out. Uh, anyone can search, uh, look up the Economist Impact Unit NTT, and, you know, you'll get a, a email providing you all that information that you need. Just sign up and we send out the info. It's free to share. So, yes. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll put that on our uh, uh, in our show notes as well, uh, a link to, to both of those things and the latest uh, announcement. And uh, uh, Kelsey, anything more before we, uh, before we split? No, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put in that uh, request for the charcuterie board. And, uh... oh, That's what go. it was called. I said wine and cheese tray. I couldn't, I can't get the word yeah. charcuterie out. <laughs> Good Lord. She's showing me up is, is the problem. Uh, Parm, Warren, thanks uh, so much for uh, being on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you. Lovely to meet all of you. Talk, talk soon.